Hey, 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 welcome to Sese Sesso. It's me, Miss Sese, and Sese Sesso is a biology revision podcast aimed to help you with your A-level biology revision. So before I get into it, let's get the socials out of the way. Follow me on Instagram at Sese Sesso, and worksheets for each of these episodes can be found on my Tez shop at Tez forward slash Sese Sesso. So in this episode, we will be looking at the topic investigating biological molecules. And by the end of this episode, you should be able to describe the test for reducing sugars, non-reducing sugars and starch, describe the test for proteins, and describe the test for lipids. So without further ado, let's get into it. So we've seen in episode one that carbohydrates can be found in the form of monosaccharides, disaccharides, or polysaccharides. Monosaccharides and some disaccharides are sometimes referred to as reducing sugars. A reducing sugar donates electrons to reduce another chemical. When testing for the presence of a reducing sugar, the chemical Benedict's reagent is used. This gets reduced in the presence of a reducing sugar. So to test for the presence of a reducing sugar, the following investigation can be carried out. If you have the worksheet, please refer to figure one. So two centimeters cubed of the sample is going to be added to a test tube. If the sample is solid, you must grind it and add water. Add an equal amount of Benedict's reagent to the same test tube. The Benedict's reagent is an alkaline solution of copper-free sulfate. The test tube that contains the sample and a Benedict solution is heated in a water bath for approximately five minutes. The Benedict's reagent will go from a blue to an orange brick red color, forming an insoluble precipitate of copper one oxide. The color of the precipitate formed in the presence of a reducing sugar is determined by the concentration of the said reducing sugar. If the concentration is very low, there will be a green precipitate formed. If the concentration of reducing sugar is low, then a yellow precipitate is formed. If there is a medium concentration of reducing sugar, then an orange precipitate is formed. And if there is a high concentration of reducing sugar, then a brick red precipitate is formed. Now, some sugars can be non-reducing sugars, and these tend to be disaccharides. If you were to carry out the same steps as testing for a reducing sugar, you will observe a negative result, meaning the sample will remain blue in the presence of the Benedict's reagent. Please refer to figure two in the handout. The test for non-reducing sugars is therefore slightly different. So you add two centimeters cubed of your sample and two centimeters cubed of dilute hydrochloric acid to a test tube. This is then heated in boiling water for five minutes. The function of the hydrochloric acid is to hydrolyze the disaccharide into monosaccharides. Sodium hydrochloric carbonate solution is added to the sample and the dilute hydrochloric acid to neutralize the sample. Once this is done, you add two centimeters cubed of the Benedict's reagent and heat again for five minutes. There will now be a color change from a blue to an orange brick red precipitation. 
you also need to know how to test for the presence of starch, a polysaccharide. Please refer to figure three in the handout. This is a simple test. For this, all you have to do is add two centimeters cubed of the sample to a spotted tile. Then add drops of iodine to each of the spots within the tile. Iodine is naturally an orange-brown color. If starch is present in the sample, the iodine will turn to a blue-black coloration. Okay, well, it's time for our first pit stop. For this pit stop, you have to fill in the blanks. Number one, Benedict's reagent turns blank in the presence of a low concentration of reducing sugar. Number two, blank is used to test for the presence of starch. And finally, number three, blank is used to hydrolyze the disaccharide in non-reducing sugars. Okay, well, you know what to do. Pause the podcast, give yourself a chance to come up with the correct answers to the questions, and we'll be back with the correct answers in... Okay, so for this pit stop, you had to fill in the blanks. So let's go over the answers. Number one, Benedict's reagent turns blank in the presence of a low concentration of reducing sugar. This was yellow. Number two, blank is used to test for the presence of starch. This is iodine. And then finally, number three, blank is used to hydrolyze the non-reducing sugar in disaccharides. And the correct answer for this is dilute hydrochloric acid. So if you got the answers correct, awesome job. And now we're going to move on into the next segment. When testing for the presence of proteins, and use figure four in the handouts for this, the burette test can be carried out. A sample to be tested will be added to a test tube. The same volume of sodium hydroxide solution will be added to the same test tube. Then, a few drops of dilute copper 2 sulfate is added and mixed into the same test tube. If protein is present in the sample, then the solution will turn from a blue to lilac purple color. If however protein is absent from the sample then the solution will remain a blue color. Okay well it's time for our second pit stop. Okay so for this pit stop you have to answer the following questions. Number one, what is the color for a positive burette test? Number two, if protein is not present in the sample what are you expecting to see? And then finally, number three, what should you do if the starting sample is a solid? Okay, hopefully you know what to do. Pause the podcast and we'll go over the correct answers in... Okay, so for the second pit stop, you had to answer the following questions. So let's go over the answer. Number one, what is the color of a positive burette test? The correct answer for this is lilac or purple. Number two... If a protein is not present in the sample, what are you expecting to see? You are expecting the burette solution to remain blue. And then finally, number three, what should you do if the starting sample is a solid? The correct answer, you should grind the sample, then add water. Okay, well, if you got those answers correct, great job. And now we're going to move on into the third segment. 
Now, when testing for the presence of lipids, the emulsion test is carried out. Please refer to figure 5 in the handout. A dry, grease-free test tube is used so that it does not affect the results. 2 cm cubed of the sample is then added to the test tube and 5 cm of the alcohol ethanol is added to the same test tube. On top of that, 5 cm cubed of water is added to the contents of the test tube. The test tube is then shaken. The formation of a top layer, which is a milky white emulsion, indicates the presence of lipids. Okay, well it's time for our third and final pit stop. So these are the end of episode summary questions, so use the worksheet, a notepad, or your phone to write down the answers. Number one, why is sodium hydrogen carbonate added when testing for a non-reducing sugar? Number two, in the presence of starch, what happens to iodine? And then finally, number three, what indicates the presence of lipids? Okay, well, pause the podcast, give yourself a chance to write down these answers, and we'll be back with the correct answers in. Okay, so you had to answer the following questions, and now it's time for us to go over the answers. So number one, why is sodium hydrogen carbonate added when testing for non-reducing sugar? The correct answer is to neutralize the dilute hydrochloric acid that was added to hydrolyze the disaccharide. Number two, in the presence of starch, what happens to iodine? Correct answer, it turns from an orange-brown solution to a blue black solution. And then finally, number three, what indicates the presence of lipids? The correct answer is the formation of a milky white emulsion. So if you got all of those answers correct, amazing job. And now we're going to go into the closing segment. So there you have it, guys, a nice summary of investigating biological molecules. Please remember that these episodes are here for you, so you can use them anytime you want to help towards your revision. Please be sure to follow me on my social platforms, at Cesse Says So on Instagram, for daily biology updates, and subscribe, follow my podcast channel, and download the episodes, and these can be found on most streaming platforms. So join me again for the next episode where I'll be reviewing the topic enzymes. Why? Because Sese says so.